With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Say what you will about this Pittsburgh Pirates offseason. There is one adjective you cannot use for it, and that's boring. Good morning, and welcome to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Stumpf, coming at you Friday night. We had to re-record this one for a very obvious reason, because on Friday night... Carlos Santana is now just a physical away from becoming a Pittsburgh Pirate. Per source, it's a one-year, $6.7 million deal, which that's a decent chunk of change for the Pirates. It's the biggest free agent contract that Ben Sherrington has given a Pirates free agent thus far. It's a big chunk of change, relatively speaking. It's at an area of need. And I'm going to be honest. I really like this signing. For a couple reasons. It's not just the Pirates are adding a veteran into the mix. And that was something that... Having my conversation with Ben Charrington in Vegas, I didn't know if they were going to be targeting a veteran this offseason. Like, Jose Quintana was the perfect guy last year because he was looking for a chance to start. He was willing to sign cheap. He provided so much in that clubhouse. So much. There was a reason why they they all played his intro, intro music every single time he came back to Pittsburgh. There was a reason why that clicked and Charrington said, yeah, we like that. And whenever we're around veterans who click, we, we know the importance of it. But it doesn't always click like that. It doesn't always, you can't always just go after someone because he'd be a good clubhouse guy. You also have to bring in someone who is looking for the right fit, looking for the right opportunity, fits, you know, in with the system. There's the unspoken, <laughs> he didn't say it, but there's also the unspoken has to, you know, be affordable for the Pirates on top of all that. So I didn't know if they were going to really be targeting a veteran for a young team that's going to get younger and promoting so many of these important prospects. I thought getting a veteran or two was imperative for this offseason. 
Carlos Santana, good veteran. Good veteran clubhouse guy, good voice, someone who really helped that Mariners team, which was also very young last year. To be the old guy in that. But that's not the only reason why I like the trade. I also don't like the trade. I also like the trade not only because I think he could be a plus hitter. Going by every peripheral in analytic pretty much that we have to go by on baseball savant, he was a little unlucky last year. And maybe the banning of the ship will help, you know, change that. But really good exit velocities, doesn't chase, doesn't strike out, he walks, he does a lot of things that you want from a hitter. In this era where so many hitters have 25-30% strikeout rates, his is going to be about 17%. That means instead of striking out one out of every four, it's one out of every six. There are two extra at-bats between strikeouts for him where anything could happen, including a hit. That is big. That is big for a young lineup that does have some swing and miss issues at times, even with some of their promising hitters. Jack Sawinski could potentially be a 25-30 homer guy in the major leagues. He also swings and misses a lot, so someone who can make more consistent contact, that's important. The main reason, above all else, why I like this this signing isn't just because of this signing. It's because of the G-Man Choi trade. It's about, even though I suspect he could potentially be the guy who is the roster casualty here, the Diaz claim. It, I like it because of the emphasis that is being put on first base. And again, I wrote about this. Whenever I talked to Charrington, he used the word fix. We have to fix what was going on at first base. I haven't used him, heard him use that word a lot in all these years. And I'll be honest with you, whatever he traded for G-Man Choi the next day, my mind went to, okay, that's what he was referring to. G-Man Choi is a major league first baseman. He is a potentially plus hitter, a potentially pretty good fielder. Okay, I thought that's kind of where it was. And whenever they came to terms with Miguel Andujar, I thought, okay, well, that's going to be a, a platoon right there. And I wasn't really crazy about that. Because even though I like Choi, I didn't see it as that much of an upgrade over what was perceived with Yoshi and Michael Chavis last year. Where Chavis and Andujar are basically, you know, the, the former top prospects who really haven't clicked in the major leagues or are maybe platoons at this point. And Choi and Yoshi were the castoffs from the Devil Race. Race. I, I added the Devil there for some reason. And yes, I, I was always a little more wary. Of, of what was going to be, of what Yoshi could do in the major leagues, because even during that 2021 stretch, 
I, I, I saw a lot of red flags, especially with the fastball. Like, hey, he's not catching up to a major league fastball. And guess what happened in 2022? He got a whole lot of those that he couldn't catch up with. And yeah, the Pirates were confident in Yoshi, so much so that they tried to sign him to a multi-year deal. But he was, at best, a boob or bust player. G-Man Choi isn't a boomer bust player. He might not have the highest ceiling, but you are going to get a competent major league player out of here. We also see that with Carlos Santana. And we, we don't have any comments yet from the team officially if this is going to be a platoon, if this is going to be they're going to split time between first base and DH. If this is going, what, what exactly their relationship is going to be playing wise. But right now, the Pittsburgh Pirates have two good major league first basemen on their rosters, and it's going to cost them about $10, $11 million to have that. And again, that's relatively speaking, first base was the black hole position last year. And it was a black hole for, if for no other reason, then they had no plan B. There was a plan A and shrugging your shoulders from there. And whenever plan A spectacularly backfired, it, it just kept circling and circling down the drain. They aren't going into next year with that. They aren't going into next year with thinking, okay, we could teach Andujar first base and Diaz is a good defense first baseman. Maybe he could hit also. Those are our plan Bs. No. There are two good major league first basemen on this roster. And yes, I know they're both free agents at the end of the year. And if the Pirates aren't competing by the trade deadline, they, they could be shopped. In which case, it's August, and we're going through the same arc that we did last year. But even if that happens, even if that happens, $10 million, over $10 million is invested in fixing the biggest problem on this offense. It was a clear area of need, and they addressed it properly that's good they addressed it properly they addressed it early they have a whole off season looking for more opportunities to get better in other areas pitching i think is something that we're going to see as this off season goes on taking care of first base having a competent hitter in first base designated hitter and first baseman on the roster is important. They've got that. They've got some veteran leadership. They've got a guy with almost 300 career homers now. When was the last time we could say that? What, Reggie Sanders? It might, someone fact-checked that. Oh, no, Aramis Ramirez. Aramis Ramirez back in 15. Okay, free agent signing. When was the last time they signed someone like that? It's not common. This was... A very good pickup, if for no other reason, that it sends the right message. This is a team that at the end of the season 
There were a lot of players saying, support us, get us some players, give us a chance to win. And yeah, this roster, there's still work to go. There is still work to go. But if first base was the number one priority or the number one hole on this team, you know what? They heard the cries from the players. That's a really good move. Even if it doesn't work out results-wise, it sends the right message to the clubhouse. It sends the right message to the fan base that hopefully... 2023 could be a step forward. We're going to take a break. We'll be back here in a few minutes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So if first base was the biggest glaring black hole and I will scream until my face turns blue that it was, they had negative three war last year, people. That's incredibly historically bad. And OPS, that was the franchise's worst in over 100 years. That's been addressed with a couple of real major league veterans. What's next? Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later. Part one of the shopping list, I I think first base could be put to bed right now. I think it could be put to bed, that you could feel comfortable with Troy and Santana and maybe Andujar, and if you keep Nunez in the Rule 5 draft, he sneaks through, like you, first base is set. You have got options all year long. So where... Do you put the other resources that you have available into this team? For me, there are a couple, I mean, there's some quick housekeeping things. Catcher is potentially one, like a Roberto Perez reunion. Doesn't have to be a big, but just, you know, like a stopgap, someone who, another veteran, someone who could be a positive voice, someone that whenever Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis come up, I, I think Roberto Perez just makes all sorts of sense in that regard. I think that some sort of infielder, middle infielder, wouldn't be bad to add to the mix. If for no other reason, then just replace kind of what Kevin Newman brought. Because maybe you want to give Diego Castillo more consistent playing time elsewhere in AAA than having him just sit on the bench. I don't think him sitting on the bench for a week, you know, that happened a couple times last year, that that really didn't do much for his development, for him, you know, trying to get better as a ball club. That's It's the fine line between, well, we're trying to win ball games, you know, at that level, and 
sometimes a player just doesn't exactly fit in, but you can't option him because you don't have enough bodies there. Some sort of middle infielder, that's low on the priority list because the rest of the way, I am looking at pitching. I am looking at pitching, especially relief pitching. Talking to Charrington, it, it, it's the rotation is going to be addressed at some point. It might actually be multiple starting pitchers, but they are going to add someone at some point this offseason. So I'm, I'm looking at the bullpen. Maybe Moretta is someone who could help. They want swing and miss. Add a veteran into that mix too. Because what we saw last year whenever Bednar got hurt is how quickly things fell apart and how many times there were losses that just stung. The, the hardest loss for the team very well might have been that loss to the Yankees with the walk-off by Stanton. Because they played their guts out all game long, and they just blow it in the ninth. And that, that place was, you could, you could have heard a pin drop in that clubhouse postgame. Like that, that one was a tough one for them to swallow. Because they played all well. And Will Crow, who was so solid for the first five months of the season, maybe he's overworked, maybe he's just not in the right role. He just has a bad night. And you feel bad for, you know, everyone involved in there because, you know, they played hard. You can't have a whole lot of losses like that because those losses sting. They can pile up. So if there's no Bednar in the ninth, I, I like Holderman. I like De Los Santos. I even like Johan Ramirez and Robert Stevenson. But no, get someone who can close. Get like a, like a Taylor Rogers who I I know that's the pie in the sky, but Shelton, you know, was the bench coach of Minnesota. And Taylor Rogers is basically Tony Watson 2.0, if, if you're not familiar with his work. He was a little streaky this past year, but big left-handed swing and miss stuff. Looking for a bit of a bounce back. Pirates could offer a setup man job, maybe even some opportunities to close on the off day. Bednar has been hurt, you know, in the second half of the seasons, both years here. So if you, you, they can float someone out there like, hey, you will be the setup man. And if Bednar gets hurt, you will be the first in line to get save opportunities. That's a good chance to rebuild your value. Rogers is going to get offers, but is he better off taking a random, you know, deal with the Dodgers to be just a lefty in there? Or if he wants to leverage himself, become a leverage closer again, I think the Pirates can offer that opportunity. But you have to find bullpen help because that is something that will sting a lot in 2023 with these young kids. If there, if there is a game where Andy Rodriguez has three doubles and Nick Gonzalez drives him home two or three times and Mike Burrows goes five and a third innings, a one-run ball, and then, well, Benner's not available that day and Pirates have to go to someone else, a waiver claim or something like that to try to close out the ninth, and it doesn't work out, 
that is the type of loss that everyone involves. Like, man, what do we got to do to win these ball games? Those are the toughest games to lose. Those are the toughest games going forward. And those are the games that internally they have, they do talk about a lot. Like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. We, we'll figure it out. This isn't going to be happening in 23, hopefully, as much. If at all. Add some bullpen depth would be my big concern going forward. Like, I'd be fine if the only rotation piece they... I mean, of course, I've, I've said Quintana so many times, but I kind of had a wet blanket thrown on that, so I, I, I'm not so confident that it'll happen. If it's not, I'm fine with, you know, just a random guy to help be a fifth starter or so. Add some depth to that group. If it comes with the caveat that you're adding to the bullpen, you are adding some people who could really make an impact, who could be leverage arms. It's not signing Keith Hembry and hoping for the best. It's no, this guy does have a longer major league track record. This guy maybe throws with his left hand. The Pirates don't have a, a pitcher who does that currently on the 40-man roster. There are different ways to go about it. Bullpen arms are the big ones especially with how the bullpen has been deployed here in Pittsburgh the last couple years, that might change or it might continue into 2023. There are opportunities there. There's opportunities for playing time. There is still some money available. One big signing or at least a couple quality veteran type pitchers. Either spray and pray, hope for the best, play the percentages with relief pitching, or get the one big guy in there. And, and not, hey, we, we got Heath Hembry, and, and that's where it goes. Like, no, improve the bullpen, strengthen that up, because I think that is the part of baseball that can really help young and maybe not the most talented overall core teams steal games is whenever you have that bullpen and you can play these seven-inning games. You might not be as good a team, but if you get nine innings and they get seven, you've got a good chance of winning that night. That's just a step in the right direction. we got a little show left coming up. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later. Okay, I, I just a slice of life of like what life is like as a beat reporter sometimes. And if, if you guys followed me on Twitter Friday night, you, you probably already know this, but <laughs> I had sat down at the Benedum, downtown Pittsburgh, to watch Les Miserables. Great show, by the way. Great performance. I mean, amazing show, but great performance here in Pittsburgh. We got lucky. And about 10 minutes before, before curtain, it, 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 the news breaks about the signing. And 
I, I was requested not to say which member of staff really, you know, pulled my fat out of the fire with that one. But uh, someone went above and beyond and I, I just kept texting them. <laughs> like, put this in here, put this in here. Here's the data here. Put the, They put together the file that so I could just write and get on with and, 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 and catch the second half of the show. I got in at stars. But yeah, sometimes that is just a little moment of life that you don't know exactly you could you could be in contact with people you could have an idea of what the team is trying to do who they might even be talking to in particular but it happens to everyone it happens to the best of us that sometimes it just blindsides you and you get a notification on your phone as you're playing a practice game of quirtle wake <laughs> For it to go, they go. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! I gotta fight about this signing. I missed half of one of my favorite shows, and I still like the signing. So that that should be the. Hey, Carlos Santana, signing is good. If I missed the first half of that, if I miss. For more theater talk, and I guess baseball talk for the rest of the offseason, be sure to follow us wherever you find fine podcasts. I'm there too for some reason. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week.